Welcome to the Purposely Driven Podcast. Each one of us has a part to play in this world. Our strengths and our gifts make our communities a little bit sweeter. Join me, LaToya Guillory, as I interview community leaders, entrepreneurs, stay-at-home moms, and more. Find out what drives them to get up in the morning and fulfill the purpose God has for them. Tanya Boldenball holds a Master of Science in Leadership from Grand Canyon University and a Bachelor of General Studies from the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. She earned a graduate certificate in life coaching from Grand Canyon University and completed Cornell University and University of South Florida Diversity and Inclusion Certificate programs. Tanya is a certified John C. Maxwell coach, trainer, and speaker. She is the owner of the TBB Collective and currently serves as the Regional Director of Diversity and Inclusion for Oshner Lafayette General. Some of her awards and recognitions include the Louisiana Association of Educators Human and Civil Rights Trailblazer Honoree, Louisiana Statewide Summit Delta Women in Business Honoree, Acadiana Lifestyle Magazine's Women Making a Difference Honoree, the Daily Advertiser slash 705 Top 20 Under 40 Leadership Award, National Association of University Women, Lafayette Branch, Tribute to Excellence Honoree, and the Kiwanis Southwest Citizen of the Year. Her community and volunteer involvement span over 17 years in the Lafayette area. She serves as the mentor for the University of Louisiana at Lafayette's Black Women Leadership Association and one of the mentors of the University of Louisiana at Lafayette women's basketball team. Her leadership involvement includes serving as the Louisiana Chair of Cluster 3 for Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. She is a member of the Boys and Girls Club of Acadiana's Board of Directors, as well as Faith House Board of Directors. She is currently serving as the president of the Christiana Smith African American Alumni Chapter at the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. She was reappointed to the Louisiana Women's Policy and Research Commission and recently appointed to the Louisiana Endowment for the Humanities Board of Directors. She is a graduate of the Leadership Institute of Lafayette and Leadership Louisiana Leadership Programs. She is the writer and serves as the host of the Moments of Elevation segments that are aired daily on KNEK Magic 104.7 and 95.5 KRRQ FM radio stations. She is married to Kirk R. Ball, and they are the proud parents of Trevor and Kennedy. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of my Purposely Driven podcast. I'm Latoya Guillory with Empowered with Purpose. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Miss Tanya Bolden-Ball. Tanya Bolden-Ball has been around Lafayette doing many, many things. And I just 
wanted to give her a chance to talk about some of the new things that she's doing, the TBB Collective with the Tanya Bolden Ball Collective, a new cohort that she just launched this past month, um, and uh, many other things that she's doing. Tanya, how are you today? I'm doing well, Latoya. How are you? And thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for coming on and letting us get to know you a little better. So listen, what does a typical day look like for you? You know, sometimes I just try to think of what it, it depends for me. There's no typical day. Like every day is different. And I think that's what I love about my life because I get bored with routine, but for the most part, um, having my conversation with God and I'm like, God, what are we doing today? Cause I, you know, some days I'm like, I'm ready. Some days I'm like, God, I do not have it today. I'm not feeling it, whatever. Uh, music is a big component of my life and what I do. Like I, oh gosh, I love, I love, love, love music. Um, I will, and I have to work with music unless I'm recording something, music will always, for the most part, be playing in the background. So I'm so grateful for smart TVs. Like that's, I think that's the best invention yet because being able to cast from my phone. But yeah, I will, I love inspirational music. Um, I praise and worship music um, means the world to me. When I'm about to get on stage, I'll flip the script. I'm God still working on me. You know, I'll go from cc whinings to you know some type of ratchet trap whatever just to get my energy energy up so music is a big component of what i do do you sing a little bit too um Are no you, no not at all not at not, all not a lick god gave that to my dad as a matter of fact that's what he went to college on was a choir scholarship if i'm not mistaken but my dad and my sister are the ones who can dab a little. I just, I just love music. Like I did the band when I was in school from fifth grade until I graduated from high school. I did band and my son, my oldest child, he's the same music. He was gifted when it came to the drums and my daughter, she actually has a, she's not in band or anything. She's in the law Academy, but she has an ear. She loves all types of genres. So it's interesting. So music, go back to your question, music, the pandemic introduced me to coffee because I really wasn't into coffee. Um, and one of my closest friends, she's like a daughter to me. She introduced me to the Keurig and uh -huh. it, I used it so much it stopped working. So that <laughs> and coffee pots. And I also have this thing where at night I drink decaf. I don't know if the warmth of the coffee or whatever, but coffee, good music, good conversation. That's my day. And of course, I, I'm working nine to five. That's awesome. And you're working as the director of... So I am... So I have the longest title ever, but I am... <laughs> I am the Regional Director of Diversity and Inclusion for Ashina Lafayette General. First person ever in this position, kind of like since, you know, we're in the month of February, a little history, there are eight of us, actually, yeah, eight of us throughout the state. First time the system created these positions and it's been an interesting journey. It really, had, I love advocating. So this was a good fit for me. 
Awesome. Now tell us a little bit about the TBB Collective. You just started your cohort. Yes. So the last couple of weeks, right? So the collective, and I'm a backtrack. Last year, I really got into a season and I think the pandemic really brought it um, front and center. Like I was in a season of wandering. Like it was like a dry season. I couldn't figure out, you know, still getting accolades, getting awards, but it's like, I, was, I wasn't feeling settled. It's like 2020 and 2021 were really roller coaster rides for me, particularly 2020. I was stretched mentally, physically, spiritually, all the above. And last year, I kid you not, I can't remember what I was watching, but it was a Sunday, the switch flipped. And I was like, it's time for me to get back into what I'm supposed to be doing. 2010, I launched Renewed Perspectives because I enjoyed speaking, but I wasn't married to Renewed Perspectives. I wasn't committed to it. And I launched that after, after I gave the commencement address, maybe a couple of years after I gave the commencement address at UL um, for their College of General Studies. I was their um, keynote speaker for graduation. And launched renewed perspectives, and I wasn't committed to it at all. So I was like, you know what? I need to revamp. And sometimes we forget it's okay to start over. Last year, God literally flipped the switch. I remember making a call to a couple of people asking about building a website and all this stuff. Connected with connected with a great person, Cliff Roy, and we just started having these conversations. So. He did a great job of studying me, trying to figure out, okay, who am I as a person? Um, Because I had the content. It was just a matter of putting together the framework. And I was like, I'm multidimensional. I do the public speaking. I do life coaching. And I do strategizing, community consulting. I was like, how can I bring that all together? And literally the word collective came into being. I was like, you know what? Let me put my name on it instead of someone else's name. Let me put the be collective. And that's who I am. That's what I do. It's my baby. It's my ministry. And from there, for years, I always wanted to carve out a space for leadership development for women. And even more so for women of color. Because Latoya, you know, leadership is different for us. Right. We have to move differently. We have to, they tell us we have to speak different. I'm over that. I'm over that as well. So I was like, how can I carve out a space? And then I started reflecting on, I've really been blessed throughout my career to be able to participate in leadership programs, national, state, and local. I was selected for Noble, Noble's National Organization of Black Elected Legislative. I may have that the, the letters a little wrong at the end, but it was 22 of us from all over the United States. Two of us came from Louisiana, participated in that. And then before that, I did Leadership Lafayette. And after Leadership Lafayette, I did Leadership Louisiana. But more importantly, particularly for Leadership Lafayette and Leadership Louisiana, I realized there were few women of color. For Leadership Lafayette, there were for my class in particular, there were only three Blacks and we were all women. For Leadership Louisiana, we were still the minority. 
And again, I was like, you know what? I would love to be in a space where I can share the good, the bad, the ugly of leadership and bring some like-minded individuals in as well. You know, we don't talk about how, you know, we can't put a post up or speak up in a meeting without being deemed as the angry black woman. How do you shift and navigate being in a space where you know they intimidated by your presence and your intellect? What do you do? Right. You know, do do you go ahead and take that step and jeopardize? There is so much out there. So I was like, okay, God, that in the way my mind is, you know, once he gives me that, that nudge, I just run with it and still vision before a budget did it. I put, the <laughs> app, put the app out there and I have what I call the grade eight. Eight women, diverse backgrounds. And what I love about this group, because I really wanted diversity. I didn't want them all to sound like me, look like me, think like me. I wanted a diverse group of women from all from all walks of um, life, you know, professionally and personally. And I indeed have that. So we just did orientation a week ago, and I'm excited. We did orientation. We did a video announcement. So I'm excited. And they'll graduate in October. Each month, there's a theme. So we'll be focusing on self, financial matters, personal, professional branding, branding, volunteer commitment in regards to from the boardroom and beyond, volunteerism and community involvement, just a plethora of things. But the great thing about all of this, Lazoy, it's going to benefit them not just professionally, but personally, because in this journey, they're going to find their voice. One of the things I told them last week, um, each month they have to create a power word. And I created this probably a couple of years ago. Power word is a word that you have in front of you. It's either how, and it's a positive word. Let me clarify that. You're either feeling that way or you're striving to become. So someone may be dealing with fear. So they may put in front of them fearless. So each month they have to create and def define and create a power word and write it in their uh, in their collective leadership lab journal. That's and I also, awesome. yeah, also gave them posters. Not only they put it in their journal, but they have to write it on their posters and put it on their vanity set. Put it in, put, literally put it in front of them because we become what we speak. So I may not be feeling bold, but if I continue to say I'm going to become bold, I'm going to be bold, I'm going to become what I speak. Right. So I know I just gave you an earful, but there oh, you go. Oh, no, no. It, I wanted to segue into that because I wanted to ask. I know for a few years you did something called Candid Conversations. Is the TBB going to be included in that? Are you still going to be able to do those programs outside of TBB or, or what? What does that entail? The pandemic put that on pause. Okay. The pandemic, um, and I even thinking about it this year, I'm just so, and God is just going to have to give me a peace of mind about it, whether to do it or not. It's not going away. It's been put on pause. The collective will, because I have a desire to go back. Um, I even have a desire. I, I dream big. Dream big or go home. Uh, right before the pandemic, I was looking at the um, convention center. Oh, like why not? You know, we, right, we right. Don't limit yourself. Yeah, we we you know for for three years I was blessed to be able to host it at home two suites, and we literally were wall to wall. 
we took up the whole space. So I'm just saying the way this pandemic is shifting, um, I'll see. It's not going anywhere. The collective will be hosting a candid conversation. It's just a matter of when, because I still want to be socially responsible. Right. I love that you're doing that, though, because like you said, put ourselves in those spaces when we limit ourselves. Yeah. Because we feel like the words that we say are not going to be heard or they're going to be criticized, judged, critiqued, all of these different things because of the spaces that we're in. Um, I was in spaces like that, not so much in the workplace, but in different churches that I attended, which Mm -hmm. made it harder for me to feel like I can say something because the churches that I was in made it like, you know, you had to put your identity to the side and take up theirs. Like I can just take my skin off. Right. right. Because I'm because I'm Christian, I have to take my skin off too. Like that's not that don't make sense. <laughs> and so you having these types of conversations and these cohorts and these programs to be able to uplift and empower, which is stuff that I'm all about. Um, it's just awesome to see and you know, being able to look back and say, you know, I mentor this person or this person is doing this and just get the joy from from watching people grow. That's where the empowerment comes from within ourselves too. Watching people grow and become who they are, who they were destined to be in the first place. And it's a great way. um, It's a great way to, as Book of Proverbs talks about sharpening your iron. Mm-hmm. You know, when I see someone growing, it creates growth for me because it causes me to look at things from a different perspective all the, oftentimes. Right. And it fills your cup. And it's like one of those things you know, I get asked all the time, how do you do all of these things that you do? And I'm like, well, I'm really just empowering people. And that fills my cup and helps me to keep going. And I feel like as somebody who is all about being purposely driven, you know, look, there's self-care. Self-care is important. We have to take time for ourselves. We have to know our limits. But at the same time, we get filled by going out and doing what we're called to do in the first place. If there was anything you could devote your life to, what would that be? If there's anything I can devote my life to, what it would be? Uh, getting people to see their best selves. Whatever that would look like. That, you know, if that was a job, I may have to just create my own position. But if there was a, <laughs> that, that would be just, you know, getting people to look beyond the fears and past hurts and pain and just really show them and get them to understand that regardless of what may have happened up until the moment that I'm speaking, there's still opportunity. I say this often, every time we're given an opportunity to be, to be greeted by the sun or even the whispers of the wind, it's an opportunity for us to either start over, continue, press our way, or just walk into it. So yeah, that's a good question. That's a good one. That's 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 actually why I started my company. My company is called Empowered with Purpose, mm-hmm. and so my goal is to help people recognize their strengths 
and walk in them in every aspect of relationship, whether in business, in your family, with your friends, all of that, because relationships affect everything that we do. Facts. Mm -hmm. I agree. Ooh, I agree. What would you say your definition of purpose is? My definition of purpose is having a sense of understanding who I am and whose I am and not apologizing for it and allowing my purpose to be my GPS. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. My purpose drives everything I do. I didn't always get it right and I won't always get it right. But my purpose drives everything I do. It's literally my GPS because there are some days where no one's clapping. There are days where people are ticked off with me because I dare to dream. I dare to try to try. So that's why I always have to remind myself that this is what you were created for. Right. This is who you are. This is the assignment he's giving you. And I tell people all the time, it's hard being me. Sometimes I'm like, I don't feel like being me today. It's a weight. <laughs> It, it, it is a weight, but it is what it is. It is, I've embraced that weight though. Prayer, prayer, continue conversations with God. Um, I think I posted this yesterday, giving myself grace, giving myself more grace and tell myself it's okay to have moments where it's, I'm not okay. But drawing my strength from, you know, just prayer, just studying, reading, music, and who I'm surrounded by. Yeah, my space is my space is very, yeah, my space is very important. I know a lot of people, people know me, but they don't know me. Like I'm sitting in my home office right now. Everybody can come up in here. Everybody can come into my home. Right. Or know where you stay. <laughs> yeah, you may, you know, and a lot of people, because where we're located, you know, they do know that. But it's, um, mm -mm, I'm intentional about that. Very intentional. And you gotta be, because everybody can't go where you're going. You know, people don't understand. Uh, <laughs> I saw a meme one time that says, stop telling people, stop telling blind people to recognize your vision. You know, and so we can't, it can't go everywhere that you go. You know, so you got to be intentional about your core. You know, um, I, I don't believe in having a whole, I believe in lifting, uplifting and empowering women, but I don't believe in having all types of people in my business. I don't even post a whole lot on Facebook. I post a little bit, but I have my people that I can go to, you know, to, to do, to be there for me in my times of need. I agree. I say all the time, I let folks know what I want them to know. Right. So, you know, they think by social media and what I post, they have me all figure out, but there are so many more layers. Oh my gosh. There are so many more layers to this chick called Tanya Bolden Ball, but you know, hey, it is what it is. But I love that about people. I love that about God because he's very intentional about us as a people. Like everything that he did in the realm of society, humanity, everything was intentional. Even the way that our blood flows, the veins in our arms and hands, and you know, everybody's thumbprint is different. You know what I mean? People we have in this world, everybody's thumbprint is different. And then he's not even intentional physically, but intimately, he knows you better than anybody, even your own husband, your kids. 
even Onyx, <laughs> right? He knows you better than all of those things and anybody that you work with or whatever. And he can get to you the way he knows how because you're his masterpiece. You're his most prized possession, right? You're his Van Gogh or his, you know, Mona Lisa, what, what have you. Um, and so I love that he knows that. He knows exactly what's going to wake me up in the morning, how long I'm going to sleep, how, when I need to get up, you know, when I need to eat. He knows everything before we even do it. But and he's strategic. He's very, he's very strategic because he knows, God knows who to equip with what gifts and talents. Right. And that's the part that really reminds me of, I'm not, uh, I'm not apologizing for who I am at all. At all. Like, you know, you getting mad at me because I'm being blessed with this opportunity, but yet you're not up when I'm up one o'clock in the morning trying to process some things in my head, right? Like I have one, two, three, four, five, five notebooks on my desk. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a journal person. So people, you know, people got to be careful when we criticize those who are doing, because we don't know they're behind the scenes. Right. We don't know, you know, like I tell you, but you know how many speeches I've done for free just because I wanted to get the visibility and get the experience. But now we have many, oh, I'm not doing, but you know, hey, even when God granted me the opportunity, I'm praying I'll get another one to speak at Essence. Best five minutes of my career. Best five minutes. I, t- I take nothing for granted, whether right. it was given the commencement address for UL speaking at essence or even and oh my gosh how he's blessed me in the midst of this pandemic you know doing a virtual speech for this fellowship program from dc i'm in the same program book as roland martin and so many others like this that you can't tell me god is not strategic and so that's why when he talks about your gifts and talents will make room for you yeah they will but you got to put in that work you got to, to put in that work. It's not just, you know, I want to speak and it's going, no, you got to put in, oh, that's a whole other, <laughs> you, you got to, you got to put in that work and you know, you can't steal the toy, but in my office, like above me is Jeremiah 29 and uh-huh. my favorite scripture ever. And to the right of me, I have a um, bookcase. And I have a special space on the shelf card out for first lady, Michelle Obama. I put her in front of me because she was the first. And, you know, people don't have to agree with everything she's done or said, but she's had to endure so much. Like she's like the epitome of perseverance because she's no lightweight either. Right. So, yes, she was married to the first black president, but she brought in her own weight. And I put that and I have her in here because it's my reminder. If she, God granted her, he grants me. We have access to the same God, same 24 hours. So why not? And then to the, and also to the right of me, I have my big poster um, collective leadership lab. And then you can't see, but my big old picture on the wall for my relaunch and one of my quotes, embrace the irritants and another quote, my table, my rules. So I, I, you know, like the word says, Habakkuk, write the vision, make it plain. I have my reminders all around me. So your office is like your vision board. Yes. So to yeah, speak. Yeah. Yes. Most, awesome. definitely. Most definitely. 
That's awesome. If there was a favorite scripture or quote that you had, what would that? Girl, it, it literally right there. For I know the plan. Jeremiah twenty nine and eleven. That's 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 my. When I say that's like my number one scripture because it reminds me that I'm part of the plans of prosperity, and I'm not just talking about from financially, but just prosperity. Period. And the scripture also gives me hope, even on the days where well, I'm dealing with rejection the nose, you know, just a lot. I remind myself this too shall pass because he knows the plans he has for me. Right. So that's way better. I I have it right, right here. So, and I also have, um, and I got this from Potessa. Um, she has, she has a great candle line, know your work, trust the process, secure the bag, pray for it, then prepare for it. Like Ooh, I, I have like remind, that. Yeah, I have, rem- I love candles too. Cause my goal down the line is to launch my own product line, journals and ink pens and affirmations. So I always put it up in front of me. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we find you Miss Bolden Ball, Tanya? Oh, you can find me um, <laughs> social media, Tanya B. Ball, my website, tanyabball.com. For the most part, you just Google my name and everything will pop up. Yes. But on Instagram and Facebook, Tanya B. Ball, the collective, and praise God, I just got an assistant. So she's going to be doing my social media efforts. The TBB collective has its own page, but more importantly, my website, tanyabball.com. And that's, you know, people can get on there and fill out a form if they need to connect in. Yeah. So what services do you provide? I know you provide speaking and consulting. Yeah, so I I do public speaking and oftentimes I'll get called to do keynotes or even workshop facilitations and come in and do motivational speaking, you know, and I call it motivate. For me, it's ministry. So the public speaking component, and then there's the consulting. Oftentimes people have ideas, but don't know how to put together that framework. So I'll work with them in regards to, okay, let's take a look at, or let's rebrand, or let's um, shift some things around. Just really giving them another avenue of looking at things and putting things together. And sometimes I advise them, you may not want to do that because it's already being done or now isn't the time. And then of course, there's the life coaching. I've been blessed to do trainings with John Maxwell, Grand Canyon University. So it's, um, yeah. So those are my three things. And with the life coaching, what I love, and this kind of sparked the collective leadership lab, I do professional and personal coaching, executive leadership, and then, you know, working with individuals focusing on self. Sometimes we need someone that's not connected to us to help us with our shift. We're not related to them. They don't know anything about us, clean slate, but also the privacy and confidentiality of it all. Right. So, yeah. Now, for your services, can they book you online? Is it, are there virtual accommodations or do you just do in-person? Oh, no. Uh, you know, COVID forced, forced me to say, listen, everything won't be in person. So, yes, virtual is def- a, a definite. Oh, 
Awesome. Yeah, because everybody I work with is not based in Lafayette. So one of the last things I want to leave our listeners with is I want, I would like for you to, if you could say something to your younger self now, what would you tell her? How would you prepare her for the future? That she I made? would tell my younger self to respect the value of time. Time waits for no one. And I say that because uh, someone just asked a similar question. Uh, I did a podcast earlier this week um, and it, that was my same response. Um, time, time is very valuable and I've wasted a lot of, lot of it. I'll be 48 and sometimes I have my mom like, man, I can't believe I wasted so much time and money doing X, Y, and Z, but I can't, can't turn back the hands of time. So I would tell myself, my younger self that is, Time waits for no one and be respectful of time, whether it's your own or others, because you won't get it back. You can figure out ways to recoup the bag, but you can never get time back once it has passed by. That's good. That's really good. Well, Tanya, thank you again for coming to our podcast. Uh, I just wanted to just say thank you for everything that you do within our community and all of the different organizations you're a part of. Um, just being that voice for the people that feel like they don't have one. Um, we appreciate you. And, um, you know, somebody told me when Tanya comes and asks to do something, make sure you do it. <laughs> and so that speaks to who you are in the community. And so I just personally wanted to say thank you uh, for being the voice to the voiceless. And I pray that God continues to, you know, expand your territory and bless every step that you walk, Thank you. your family and everything that you do. Um, you are a wonderful woman. And I just want to thank you again for being a part of it. Well, I was honored when you said, I had to read it. I said, oh, I said, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm feeling important. But all jokes aside, it was an honor. When you sent me the invite, I really and truly felt honor. And I thank you because I know you're not going to just allow anyone to be in your space and place. So I thank you. And, and I enjoy, this is therapeutic for me. It really is. So thank you for considering me, but more importantly, giving me the opportunity. And I just pray our conversation blesses someone, encourages someone, empowers someone, and equips someone to be better and do better. So thank you, my dear. You're welcome. <laughs> and we'll definitely chat soon. This has been the Purposely Driven Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this podcast interview and I look forward to you joining me in the future. If you enjoyed the show, please give it a subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. New shows are posted twice a month for your listening pleasure. See you next time.